Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Langley, Floris with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, my South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome back. This is episode number 341, and thanks to everyone who tuned into our last show, which was episode 340, the week before Christmas. Seems like such a long time ago. Uh, we had a rest over the festive period. Hope you enjoyed whatever it is you got up to. Uh, football didn't stop, though. We've got four games, uh, three of them are over Christmas, and obviously the Bolton one that was just before Christmas Day. Um, so, as um, you know, as is always, we're going to round up what's happened over the last three weeks. So, I think without further ado, let's just crack on. And as always, we'll start with a word from our sponsor. Yep, so our sponsors are Carol Langley Florist. They're based in Chingford and have been serving the Borough of Waltham Forest and the surrounding area for over the last 70 years. They're a fantastic team of florists are here for all your needs. They specialise in anything from bespoke wedding events, family funeral tributes, mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, birthdays, anniversaries. And dare I say it, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, is the next thing just around the corner isn't it everyone has to mm. think about so you get on it Carol Angus Flores they're the best they offer all those fans and staff 15% off so you are in for a treat if you order with them and to do so you can give them a call you can phone them on 0208 529 4130 or you can go to their website they can be found at www.carolangley.co.uk or you can find the guys on social media they can be found on Instagram at carolanglyflores they can be found on Twitter at Carol Langley E4, or you can find the team on Facebook under Carol Langley Florists. Indeed. Supporters Club updates for you. You've got two trips to tell you about this week. This coming Saturday, the 13th of January, we're off to Portsmouth down to the south coast for the day. That's a three o'clock kickoff, and coaches are going to be departing the Supporters Club at 10 o'clock. The cost for this one are adults are £33, concessions are £30. Children under 15 travel for just 17 quid. And on Saturday, the 27th of January, we're off to Reading, uh, off to Berkshire for a three o'clock kickoff. Coaches are going to be departing a slightly later time of 10.30. And adults for this one are 28 quid. Concessions are 25 and children under 16 travel for just 14 quid. And obviously none of those prices include your match day ticket. You need to get those separately. You can go into the supporters club to book any of the trips uh, for uh, the supporters club that are running them. Um, or you can call the travel line. Malcolm will take your, your money uh, very willingly. 07507 539 579. All right, time to cover the festive period that was in the first podcast of 2024, the 10th year of the Orient Indeed Outlook it podcast. Is. Yeah. Mazel tov. Crazy, Mazel tov. crazy. All right, let's do it. Happy Monday then, the 18th of December. Happy heavenly birthday to Justin Edinburgh. Always remembered here, never forgotten. Indeed. Uh, Martin Ling, the O's ladies manager, Danny Martin and player Madeline Wright all made a festive trip to St Francis's Hospice to bring some cheer uh, to them as well. So that's always lovely to see. Always good. Then on to Huey Tuesday, the 19th of December, the Young O's were in FA Youth Cup action, facing off away at Premier League Newcastle United. So third round for this one. We had a dream start as Afghastidis opened the scoring after only the seventh minute, but very quickly it went downhill. We were 3-1 down as the half went on. Afghastidis missed a penalty in the 41st minute, but we did go into half-time, hopeful, as Rion Smith-Kawazi pulled a goal back before the break as we went in 3-2 down at the interval. Not we bad. Did. Yeah, not bad. But the second half, our opponents were just a little bit too strong. They scored four more goals and eventually ran out 
as 7-2 winners. But well done to the young O's for getting that far in a competition. There's no shame uh, in losing to stronger opposition. Good experience. Shows them levels yep. that they need to get to um, to have a long, fruitful and, and, and good career in the game. You know, Wish them all the luck for the future and uh, on to the next match for them. Yeah, absolutely. Also on that day, Blackpool won their FA Cup second round tie at home to Forest Green Rovers, meaning the League One fixture at home to us on Saturday the 6th of January would be getting postponed due to their involvement in the FA Cup third round. Yeah, indeed. So that's why we weren't uh, playing yesterday as we record today. Friday the 22nd of December, now the club announced that young O Charlie Pegram had joined National League Southside Averley on a 28-day initial loan. So we wish Charlie all the best. I think he had a really good pre-season. Yep. Had some slight expectations that we might see a little bit of him in first-team um, uh, colours, but um, he'd go out on loan and, and get some experience. Very important experience as well. Yeah, hope he does well there. So Saturday the 23rd of December, then two days before Christmas, we were away at Bolton Wanderers. Before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. We had an impressive 482 votes with 23% of you thinking the O's would get a draw, 24% of you optimistic lot thinking the O's would get a win, but 53% uh, of our voters thinking the O's would lose that game as always thanks to everyone for all of their votes indeed the team was announced at 2 o'clock with Sol Brin in goal Tom James Omar Beckles Dan Happy Rob Hunt made up the back four with Jordan Brown Ethan Galbraith uh, Theo Archibald Ruel Satiriu Joe Piggott and Shaq Ford completing the starting 11 on the subs bench Sam Howes Ed Turns Darren Prattley Idris El Mazzuni Max Sanders George Monker and Dan Ajayi uh, were listed as substitutes. Yeah, so that meant there were four changes to the team that lined up the previous week away to Charlton Town. So if you cast your mind back, we won that game 2-1 with two very late uh, fortunate goals, I think it's fair to say, but on the back of a win there as former O and Oran Academy product, Victor Adebayejo, who's gone on to have a, a fairly decent career. I'll say so. After a bit of a, I guess, a lackluster car in a couple of years, really took off at Burton and then got a big money moved in to Bolton yeah. last year. So, Big Vic blowing up against us, Mr. Levy, your views at two o'clock when you saw that team? Yeah, as I noted at the time, I thought there were some big calls made by Richie there as he's gone with a much more youthful side compared to last week's. Uh, I thought also uh, interesting that Idris was on the bench and Galbraith got the start that a lot of fans have been calling for. So, I think overall, it'd be quite interesting to see how this one goes. Yeah, I think at the time, I mean, obviously, this is more than three weeks ago when we wrote the comments as we saw the team lose. Some big calls were made uh, at that one, but starting on up is there based on merit more than um, you know form. So fair play to Richie. I think he um, has, has picked his best 11 for that match. So what he feels can win that game. Yeah. was hopeful. We all knew that was going to be a difficult game, right? Like yeah. Baltimore on good form. We Although we beat Cheltenham, I think you can tell by the 53% thinking the O's would lose the game. Mm. Uh, not many fans were hopeful of a decent result in that one. No, and I think it was also one where fans had sort of very low expectations. It was a bit of a, a free hit, although the, the, mm. the Richie, his, the staff and the players would never look at it that way. They want to go out there and win that yeah. game, obviously. Um, it was one where the fan base weren't wouldn't be upset if we didn't come away with anything. Um, I think, the, obviously, as we'll come on to it in just a second, and... Um, sorry if anyone's got PTSD for the first huh. 10 minutes, off, off the first 10 minutes of that game. Um, you know, to, to be in that position after 10 minutes was was appalling. And, and I think that um, that's the most frustrating thing is that we've lost that game by one goal. You'd have taken a 1-0 loss, for example, or a 3-2 loss if you just hadn't have conceded in the way that we did. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about... It all changes based on what happens in the game. Yeah, I mean, we're going to cover that shortly, but it... Um... Yeah, it wasn't uh, Orient's finest 10 minutes. It wasn't pretty 10 minutes. No, Jason... On the football pitch. Uh, sorry, uh, Ellen Isabella got uh, the first tweet uh, regarding this team and said, can't argue with that. Surprised Elmiz is on the bench, though, but happy that Ethan Galbraith gets a chance. Yeah, good point there. Jason Kilby, six. A chop and change. Too much shown. Rishi doesn't quite know what to do at the moment, in my opinion. Let's see how it goes. Come on, you mighty O's. Paul Gregory said, no midfield. Could be carnage. Decent tweet that. Ben Whitlock, 13, said subs have been important in the recent weeks. Scoring late goals, strong bench compared to the start of the season when we had to name a few youngsters. Will be good to have quality coming on after an hour to keep up the energy levels. So good tweet that. R Coral, 1972, said, Good to see Galbraith get a start, but this chopping and changing most of the time isn't good for any consistency. But let's see what happens. So because this was quite a while ago, we're going to just cover the very main points yeah. of this one very briefly as we are with most of the games in this podcast. The match kicked off with the O's on a high from the previous week's win at Cheltenham, faced the promotion chasing Bolton Wanderers in third place in League One, who had been beaten in their last two matches. Remember, I think Carlisle yeah. had beaten them yeah. at their place, and a bit of a shock result, and they yeah. lost away to Portsmouth. So they weren't coming into this one with the strongest of form. They weren't, and I thought it was, we actually a lot of people felt that it was a good time to be playing them. Uh, <laughs> in fairness, but. Such is life. First 10 minutes couldn't have started any worse than I mentioned <laughs> earlier. We went 1-0 down in the third minute as a reverse pass from Budvarsson uh, put Dakers Cogley in and around the back of Tom James. Um, he was a bit flat-footed there, faced on, watching wasn't in a position to... or No one tracked the runner. No one tracked Dakers Cogley, uh, especially Tom James, and he coolly finished past Sol Brin to give the host a 1-0 lead. Yeah, I mean, worst possible start. I mean, I'm over it now, but I think it had this been yesterday and we were covering this game as what we normally fuming. do, we'd be fuming. Tom James doing the Jimmy Smith. Tom James awful defending. I yeah. think there's nothing really more no, to say. No, hiding that. It's there for all to see, yeah. Really bad. Four minutes later, Dion Charles double with the Bolton leaders. He won the ball high up the pitch from Omar Beckles following a weak pass from Jordan Brown. And then from a tight angle, Dion Charles found the bottom corner of the far post to make it 2-0. Now, when this was going on, so I was at the pantomime at 5 o'clock, I was around my mum's watching um, the Sky Sports Saturday <laughs> and I saw the first one come from the video printer after three minutes and there was a guy at the ground commentating and then like, I saw the second one come up like two minutes later and 2-0 and the guy was like, Bolton are just destroying Orient. But watching the highlights, a really bad goal to concede. Again, defensively, all over the place. Jordan Brown and Beckles again this time. Maybe in League 2 you might get away with that against the League 1 team at the top of their game. No chance. 2-0. And even at that point you're thinking we're not going to get anything from the game. Even at that point. Yeah, two very poor goals <laughs> to give away. And and what's, what's frustrating about it is, OK, we've misplaced a pass, right? That pass wasn't a good pass, but we've not recovered well enough in the second phase of that then. So now we're on the back foot. We just don't seem to be solid enough when we've made a mistake to recover and to, to, to get to win the ball back or at least get it pushed out for a corner that then we can regroup, grab our get our breath back and and go again. That mm. that seems to be um the big shame there for me. Um but to cap to finish this horrifying uh, ten minutes, a third goal followed. Charles played a clever pass to George Thomason who was through one on one. His first effort was saved by Solbrin, but he managed to convert the rebound, making it three 0 leaving us with a mountain really to climb. Felt sorry for Solbrin a little bit there, made a yeah. decent first save, um, but run off Jordan Brown again too easily. And again, sitting there watching the video, video printer come off Sky Sports Football and being like, what is Worst going on? Yeah. And as Twitter was going absolutely crazy at that point. Also, 
stat for everyone. That is the quickest the team has been 3-0 up in an EFL game since records began. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Breaking That's records. Yeah. So, we're not going to go into this match in too much detail apart from the goals. This one, nothing else to talk about in the first half with the O's going in 3-0 down. Attendance for this one was a whopping 21,482. I think there was at least 1,000. Uh, away fans off the back of that so that is a, a mega crowd I, I dare say most of the players probably haven't played in front of a crowd that big before either uh, as well so it's a good experience for them Dave Reichard 80 messaged us at half time said I honestly feel all f- sorry let me start that again I honestly feel that for all Richie has achieved and with this being the first real tough patch that the fans should stick with him he deserves that at the very least I get the performances of late haven't been great Give him time, he will get it right. Nigel Lad White tweeted us half time as well, said I don't usually treat during a game, but that was a scandalously kamikaze team selection by Richie. You play two holding pivots in midfield as standard, but when playing Bolton away, no surprise we've capitulated in the first ten minutes of the match. We I mean there was a lot of tweets going on, a lot of people were angry at the performance. We only mentioned kind of what comes into us, but it was almost a meltdown on the LFC hashtag. Yeah, you can understand why that with three minutes, uh, sorry, ten minutes, and we've conceded three really poor, <laughs> yeah. like Sunday League type goals, really Sunday League type goals there. Um, but I also think that, like what we said at the at the start of this, is that there's some, he's made some big calls. He's been brave, mm. um, and it just hasn't worked out. No changes were made by Richie at half time. Uh, sorry. Richie made two changes at halftime, beg your pardon. Idris El Mazzouni and Darren Prattley came on. He replaced uh, Jordan Brown and Ruel Soterio. Yeah, shot that midfield. And in the 53rd minute, Shaq Ford got on the end of a superb Theo Archibald run and cross. He pulled a goal back to make it 3-1 to get his fifth goal of the season. Brilliant work there by Theo. Made that goal. Great cross. Ford took it well. Back in the game, yeah. 3-1. Stranger things have happened. Absolutely right. Spot on. 57 minutes on the clock and Theo Archibald picked up a booking as he bumped into Dempsey on the halfway line. He loves a yellow card, old Theo. The O's pulled another one back on the hour mark as Theo Archibald rounded off a lovely team move with a rasping shot into the top bins to suddenly make it game on at 3-2 with half an hour still to play. Great goal, that one. Good teamwork. Lovely finish from uh, Theo this time forward, paying it back to Theo. Brilliant yeah, good assist. Great goal. First goal for Theo since August, I remember the commentary saying. As good as Theo's been, he's score a few more of those I think that's on, that was something that he'd mentioned at the end last of last season, season that he wanted to get a few more goals and assists on his uh, on his record and, and that will certainly help. It was a clinical finish that because that could have easily been skied or yeah. put wide. So that was really good. And also Shaq Ford was having a really good day down that right hand side. When we eventually got into the game and, and sorted ourselves out, um, he was doing really well. So we had 25 minutes to, to find an equaliser. Mm. I'm thinking, can we actually do this? So Idris Mazuni was injured, he took a knock in the 66th minute, he couldn't carry on and was replaced by Max Sanders. Another sub for the O's five minutes later as Dan Ajayi came on to replace Joe Piggott. Yeah, fifth and final sub came later as George Moncur came on replacing Rob Hunt as we looked impressed for an equaliser. Yeah, but in the fourth minute of added time, Shaq Ford had a header cleared off the line and the full-time whistle blew shortly after as we fell to a 3-2 defeat after a spirited fight back, which just wasn't enough to take any points back to East London. Yeah, so unlucky there. Richie Whelan's interview has been on YouTube for at least the last four weeks now, I think the last three or four weeks. We're not going to play. It did uh, come up with a quote. It did get a bit of attention, actually, more from Bolton fans than anything else. Richie said, we've had two years of constant success and we're going against Bolton Wanderers. We started poorly. We have to realise where we are going. I would love to be their manager with that squad. I would win the league with that squad, but we are where we are and our supporters need to be patient 
and go through the process. Strange words there from Richie. He's a very confident man. Um, not sure why he's talking about managing Bolton and, and kind of their squad, but there you go. Fair play. That's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. I think he was reacting a bit there. I think some songs were being sung in the away end uh, at three 0 down that he doesn't like. He doesn't. I think he's mentioned that before. Like when he first came like, to the club, doesn't like the fantastic singing, songs. Yeah. So. Yeah, forward to is on YouTube in case you haven't seen that one. Indeed. The league table, that last couple of other results meant we dropped down to 16th in League 2 at this point, having now played 22 games, won 6, drawn 7, lost 9, minus 9 on the goal difference chart and 25 points that we've accumulated thus far. I appreciate we're a bit rusty. I think we were meant to say League 1 there, so we haven't gone back in time. We're Sorry, in League, League 1. one. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yeah. <laughs> bit of Lejande. All right then. Oh, even though time has passed, Let's your go. views. Yeah, I mean, look, a risk at stating the obvious, you can't start a game by conceding three goals and expect to get no. something from it. I mean, you know, three poor goals. We looked all out of sorts, looked all at sea. It was terrible uh, to watch. I didn't get the formation that Richie was starting with, but when Pratty and Almiz came on, we seemed to be much more balanced. And surely if I can see that, so can the management. I'm not quite sure why we, what we were doing or how we were trying to do it. Mm. But, you know, sometimes you just need to stick to what we're good at and not be too... Um, uh, what's the word? Not kamikaze, too uh, maverick at, yeah. at times. Um, trying to be too different to be different and keep them guessing. Like if we can't guess with our own players, I'm pretty sure that the opposition won't guess him. But Great. they didn't really care. Didn't like it in post match when Richie made excuses. Like it's a youthful side and they need to learn and grow when there's experience sat on the bench. Um, who can support them? We're halfway through the season now. I think you need to take ownership of the mistakes. Hands up, you got it wrong. You make decisions, you live and die by those decisions. Also, a big issue, the performances have been utterly dreadful in the last couple of months. Simple, basic mistakes that if we're cut out, we would have half a dozen more points on the t- on the board, in my opinion. We don't expect to play like Man City, but there's some basic levels of effort, urgency and desire that seem to have been totally missing in many games. Um, and that's why the f- I think the fans' patience have been running out and that's why some of the fans were singing sarcastic songs. Mm. You've got to take that, unfortunately. Going three down in ten minutes, like, what on earth is that about? Um, players just flat-footed, you know, not just ball-watching uh, in this particular instance. You know, Northampton and Stevenage proving that you can do it well. You can do well if you do the basics right, um, for me. Charlton Cambridge, who have picked up form of games that we need to get some points from, is how I ended that. All right. For me, you? I think I kept it fairly short and sweet. I think, fair to say, first ten minutes, blown away by Bolton start. Whether that was the wrong team, wrong tactics, wrong focus, what wrong training methods, no idea. But knowing Richie would address that, you know, love Richie, but he did get something wrong within the prep. I don't think yeah, any manager can walk away from that first ten minutes with, with kind of saying, "Well, you know, it's not on me." Um, good fight back though, not quite enough, but good spirit fight back. I think you can see they're playing for Richie. I think we've mm. mentioned that a couple of times on the pod. Good goal for Ford. Good goal for Theo. <laughs> Theo's starting to catch your eye. I think. I think Theo's really had a good couple of months even though the team might have performed to its standards. I think Theo has been the one who's been creating, running. Look, He looks a League One player. Mm. He looks he looks a top-end League One player to me, Theo Archibald, and I don't think we can say that about too many of the team. But again, it feels like there's loads of pressure at the moment on the team. But coming away from that one on the 23rd of December, I felt like, okay, Richie's under a bit of pressure. If he doesn't have a good Christmas, there'll be more questions asked. Yeah. So, I did feel like that was a bit of a a bit of a turning point possibly but again I don't know where all the pressure comes from whether it's fan expectation I've got to say like the board I've never questioned them publicly 
whether they have internally, we don't know because we're not privy to that. I don't think they, they have, though. They seem very happy with him. But at that point, there were quite a few fans questioning Richie and his tactics and his setup and post-match interviews that we've spoken about and the performances. So it's going to be an interesting Christmas mm. at that point to see how the team were doing. So those were our views, as you can imagine. Loads and loads of views after Bolton. Just because we mentioned them doesn't mean that we agree with them. And if we don't mention your post-Bolton, it might come post-Charlton, Wickham. Okay, or it's just mentioned someone else mentioned it and <laughs> yeah. you know with, with different views on them. Chosen for one starts us off this week. Says what a roller coaster of a day from completely out of it within ten minutes to absolutely electric uh, an electric push to the end. I just hate how hard we fought in the second half to come away without the equaliser, what could have been indeed. Wish we could put it together for a full ninety. Yeah, I mean forward header that we briefly covered off the line. I mean if that goes in we're Nicking a point in the 90s. Singing in everyone's praises yeah. at the back of that. Patrick won flood. So, well, after a potential hammering, a respectable 3 2 loss. Perhaps if we had a proper midfield to begin with, we might have got a better result. We nearly got a draw as well. Daniel S9119 said, To start the way we did is inexcusable, but to fight back and nearly take a point at the end showed that the fight is there to go for 80 minutes. So, yeah, the Wyverns had still half asleep kickoff. Lucky only 3 0 at half time. Good fight back. But you have to wonder if Bolton dropped their standards thinking it was all over at 3-0. Really annoyed with some of the wasteful chances at the end when really chasing the game. Tom D. Simmons underscore Tom said a decent effort in the second half and that will probably put a gloss on the result. But in reality, there is a declining performance that has been going on for some time now. The rot has to be stopped soon or we will be in trouble. Les OK52 said, I still feel we're in a relegation battle, but if we can show that kind of fight in the second half, we will be OK. So much depends on the window. Need to strengthen... And also think a few might be on five yellow cards, so that isn't good either. But the thing is moved now. The That's right. Uh, parameters, benchmark, yeah. benchmark, yeah. So it's, uh, I think it was game week 19, I think that stopped. Um, so that's all fine. Vince Howard, 73, said, Poor setup to start with, Hunt and James on the wrong side. But then once they swapped, we looked better. Just a shame that the damage was done. Special mention for Ford, I thought he was excellent. That to O's fans, when has got the starting team selection and formation totally wrong. The improvements in the second half followed the reorganisation of midfield with the introduction of Prattley and Amiz. Hopefully, the latter's injury isn't too serious. Doyle underscore Hooper said, I thought we were going to nick a point at the end. It seems like Richie doesn't know his best eleven. Add to that, some signings haven't clicked and it's not surprising we don't look settled. Might be a controversial opinion, but I think we look a better team with Prattley in the middle. It's not well, controversial. No, absolutely. Will I get So starting 11 wrong, I'm afraid. Well, not a central attacking midfielder. Spent more time throwing his arms in the air. Mm. As four, happy, all, as a number four, happy was awful. Hope rumours are true that he's on his way in January. Um, See, I think I'm the only one. I might be in a minority here. I really like Dan Happy. I think he's really good and he's a good ball-carrying centre-back that doesn't do it often enough. I think he's found his feet in League One. I think it's taken him a couple of months. Yeah, but I he think, said I think so he's almost there interview. now. Yeah. I think he's there yeah. now. But yeah, uh, second half, excellent. Can't believe we didn't equalise. Richie needs to stick to this formation and line-up with turns in for Dan. Hmm, interested. Run and ref with GC said it was a terrible start. We were still in the dressing room for the first 10 minutes. What did we think a team like Bolton who'd lost their last two games would come out fast? We got back in it, um, but only because they eased off. A good second half display, but we need to play for the 90. And the final word, Bolton away, goes to Orient underscore Red, who said, game of two halves. First half, we were all over the place. All of their goals were shocking defensively. Second half, though, we were very good. Shaq Ford, toiling apart on the right side, and we create chances. Once again, though, we gave ourselves too much to do. 
Prediction League update. Unsurprisingly, nobody correctly predicted the score for this one, so we'll move on and we'll do a full table roundup at the end of the show. I think there was a few three ones at Bolton. I don't think right. there was any three two. I think it might be like a four one or whatever. But yeah, no correct predictions. Like you said, on Sunday the twenty fourth of December, we say well done to Shaq Ford. He was named in the official Skybet League One team of the day following his performance against Bolton. Shaq Ford kind of came done really well, slipped out of the team on the bench, didn't really do much. Kind of December or late November, I've seen a bit of a rise in Shaq yeah. Ford now on the team sheet. Yeah, he's got a run of games. On there. Yeah, well played. Yeah. And he's done really well down yes. the right side as well. Really, Considering uh, when we signed him, I think, what was it, last season he was on loan at like National League South and we were a bit like underwhelmed by it. He made a good adjustment to, to League One, well played. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Monday the 25th of December was Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas to you all. Yeah, so moving on to Boxer Day, then Tuesday the 26th of December, and apart from the dinner table, the other main event was the visit of Charlton Athletic to the home of football at Brisbane Road. This one kicked off at one o'clock, nice at one o'clock kickoff. Lovely. Which meant the team announced at midday, early doors. So the team was Bryn in goal with James Happy, Beckles and Hunt at the back with Elmis, Prattley and Galbraith making it up the central midfield with Archibald Ford and Saturu making up the 11. And on the bench we had Howes, Turns, Brown, Sanders, Moncur, Ajay and Piggott. That meant there were two changes to the O-started line-up against Bolton Wanderers as in came Idris El Mazzouni and Darren Prattley in place of Jordan Brown and Joe Piggott who both dropped to the bench. Again, these were written at the time the team was announced. I was surprised the defence stayed the same considering the first 10 minutes were shocking from a defensive point of view but fair play. Bringing in two midfield enforcers no surprise there. So, yeah. Prattley and Elmers have had a good impact. And good to see Elmers' injury wasn't as bad as first feared against Bolton. thought we might see Dan Adji start this one, but could be a game-changer off the bench. It's like I'm a... I foresaw the future. Yeah, you've got your crystal ball out. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I think it's a decent starting line-up. I think he's realised the mistake he made against Bolton was the fact that the midfield was a little bit on the light side and bringing in the experience of Prattley and Elmers, you know, albeit he's young... Yeah, you know, we've got a fairly decent. I mean, this this someone did some uh, post did a post on on social media about the age uh, of our of our team, and you know, Tom James in his late twenties, Dan Happy is now mid twenties, Beckles is thirty, Hunt's mid to late twenties, Prattley's thirty eight, Darren Prattley's thirty eight. He's like the granddad of the group. You know, Idris, all right, twenty two, but very experienced. Uh, Ethan Galbraith is young, Archibald mid twenties, experienced. Shaq Ford is young. Ruel is young but has played a couple of hundred games. He's probably was about 23 now, Ruel, surely. Yeah, something like that. 22, 23. So, you know, not everyone is like young, like 18, yeah, 19. Yeah. These are experienced. And, and with do- dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of games under their belt, they're not like new to football. Yeah. But, uh, league, you know, pro league football. So, yeah, uh, gone off on a tangent there, but PM319, so I can't remember what point I was going to make. I was going to say, I definitely got to the point there. <laughs> PM31, let's move on. PM31970 said, surprised uh, that the defence is still the same after the first 10 minutes on Saturday. Also, not sure how Saturiu is still starting. Alan Reeves, too, says, struggling to see the point of having Ed Turns alone if he's just sitting on the bench. Can't see Brian being happy about it either. Am I missing something with Sweeney? Is he injured? No, he just can't get in the team. Can't get in the squad. Because it's either Ed Turns or, or Jaden Sweeney, unfortunately. Trousers Techno said, more balanced, we need to start fast and maintain it. The last chance uh, two for one or two in the back four after the Bolton debacle, I suspect. If we drop off at any point like we did against Derby, then expect a similar outcome. I think where I was going with my point about youth is that he's now got that mix and that blend with Prattley and Elmiz coming in, but... On reflection, it's not that young a squad. I think is the point. Of no, it's not. I think the older players are 
obviously boosting that number, that, that average age number. And it's, you know, Prattley, Moncur, Beckles, all on the kind of other side of 30. So, yeah. So, yeah. Joe Piggott, I think Interesting, Piggott's 30, yeah. So, yeah, Archibald mid-20s, yeah, good point there. So, London Derby, Boxing Day, E10. He was looking to bounce back from the defeat against Bolton, but against the Charlton side, not in the best of form, winless no. in the last six league games. A bit of pressure on their boss, Michael Appleton, as well. Very, very much so, and, and Charlton fans are really not very happy. I mean, I don't rate him at all. I don't think he's a particularly good manager at all, but that's based on the limited knowledge that I have mm. of him. But Charlton fans are really not that that enamoured with him, and they booed. You know, I, I've never done a Boxing Day game before, because usually we're with family. So it's great to be in the West Ham with um, some friends of ours that, that from my son's school um, and uh, to sit on the west side and, and, and to see it sort of side on was, was really interesting but really busy packed out ground good really interesting to see that actually I, I didn't realise that so many people would go because it's Boxing Day yeah, yeah first 20 minutes though was relatively even although Solgrim seemed to be the busier of the two keepers he was forced into two saves from Campbell and then Fraser yeah we got a couple of good chances with an outstretched Shaq Ford and able to make contact with a ball as Maynard Brewer made a comfortable catch yeah, we got our first shot on target, though, in the 43rd minute, thanks to Ethan Galbraith. And after two minutes of added time, it were played on the referee blew the half-time whistle with the score 0-0. Yeah, nice little moment at half-time where O's fan Steve proposed to his girlfriend, Verity. She said yes, so congratulations to the both of you. What a yeah. romantic young man to get down what on, the, on the centre circle. What a place to, to, to do that. That will live long in the memory. Hopefully she's not too traumatised by doing it in front of <laughs> 8,743 football fans, but there you go. Well, she was crying, but I think they were happy to. I'd, I'd hope so for his sake. 1,255 of that 8,743 were away fans, and yeah, fair play to them. Like. It's not, it's always going to be the sold most out. localist of derbies that they'll, they'll always get always going to yeah. be sold out in that chart and then for Orient away big game yeah. big game scrappy first half said Ed Turns the uh, supporter not the, the player obviously he said Charlton looked dangerous on the break but also looked like they are there for the taking if we play better Galbraith looks refreshing can see why people have been calling for him in the team. Yeah, there were no changes at half-time for the O's. Dan Happy took one for the team in the 54th minute. He was booked for tripping Blackett-Taylor, who, if he hadn't have done that, would have got it's away. Good, good player, Blackett-Taylor. No doubt he'll play at a high level, I think, at some He's point. been eyed up in the transfer window already, I believe. Yeah, no surprise. Three minutes later, Theo Archibald played a superb crossfield pass to Ethan Galbraith. He was in on goal, but chose to cross the ball which got put out for a corner. Yeah, strange decision there. Rob Hunt was booked on the hour mark for a handball. Tom James was booked six minutes later for a needless foul, and he was then substituted four minutes later as he'd hurt himself in a tackle that happened just a couple of moments ago. All right, Beckles was booked for a foul on Carnu in the 77th minute, and a minute later, on came Dan Adji in the place of Ethan Galbraith. Yeah, it's a nice possession football buddy. I saw the ball come to Dan Ajay in the 80th minute. He skipped past his defender, in the box, he found Omar Beckles all by himself and Omar Beckles, in his usual way, calmly placed his shot into the back of the net to send Brisbane Road delirious to make it 1-0 to the Mighty O's. Nice finish there. Well, good work from Dan Adji. Very I guess that's nice. what he's in for. But uh, a nice calm finish there by um, Mr Beckles. Nowhere the net is as a defender. Nice to see. I think Lovely. Although I wasn't there, I feel like even watching it, you can sense the relief when that ball went in. I think yeah. as a collective, that squad, with the way they celebrate all together and there's a lot of celebration going on there. Feel yeah. that a weight was off the shoulders with that goal. Totally agree. And it was late in the game as well. Charlton really didn't offer that much. Yeah. I know Sobrin was a slightly busier of the keeper, but it wasn't like he was making 
like unbelievable yeah. top bin save type thing. So yeah, no, it, it was well deserved. We needed that, and yeah, just bringing on Dan Adji and, and watching him just skip past this kid who slid in should have stayed on his feet really, but Dan's just skipped past him and and sort of into the box as you've seen from the highlights, moved yeah. towards goal and found Omar. Good vision, good to, good for him to look at. Because to be fair, he could have just smashed that across goal, hoping it took a deflection in, but he had Don't the well. composure to find Omar, and Omar was very cool about it. It's cool, Cat is Omar Bengals, but that's what Dan was brought in for. Hopefully, we see that many more times. Indeed. A minute later, then Shaq Ford skip past two challenges, put the ball on a plate for Satiriu. His shot was saved by Maynard Brewer. Yeah, probably should have done better, really, Ruel. Um, I think maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, but when I watched it, yeah, the keepers smothered it low. You know, if as a, as a goal puncher that I feel Ruel is, I think. And while that was good goalkeeper, I think he should have been the winner out of that out of that duel there. Um, Theo was booked in the 82nd minute, and Max Sanders replaced Idris in the 84th. Yeah, Pritchard will coming at us. A great save by Solbrin late on in the 86th minute, as he got a strong hand to a low shot from Blackett Taylor. Good save there by Solbrin earning his money. Yeah, really, very much so. And with six minutes of added time, played no further talking points. The referee brought the match to a close with the O's picking up their first home win in over two months with a one 0 win over London, Neighbours, Charlton, which is obviously a cancelling out of their 1-0 win on the first day of the season. Absolutely. A long time to go about one at home. Really? The last one at home was uh, Reading 2-1, which was mid, early mid-October. October, and that was that last minute of Moncur goal as well. So yeah. long uh, time not to win at Brisbane Road, but that's gone now. Richie Wenland gave his interview after, as you can imagine. Fairly happy. He said our pressing was fantastic today and we deserve the win. Again, not going to play the interview. That can be found on the club's YouTube channel. It can. So that win saw us move up to 13th in League One as we reached the halfway point in the season now. We've now played 23 games. We've won seven, drawn seven, lost nine, minus eight goal difference and 28 points on the board. Uh, for me, solid performance, I thought, to a man, really. Uh, yeah, there were a few silly passes, but I thought, like Richie said, we pressed them well. We covered their runners. We sure ensured that Alfie May and Blackett Taylor were reasonably quiet. Alfie May was one of these that was just throwing his arms all around all the time uh, out of frustration. Very quiet. The league's top scorer. Uh, and Blackett Taylor, we mentioned him a couple of times, but by and large, didn't trouble us enough that we should be concerned. And the introduction of Ajay was pivot, was a pivotal moment. It was his skill and goal that got us into the position to score. Uh, and he was just dangerous. I thought Hunt, Happy and Ford had excellent games. Uh, Rob Hunt, I thought, won his duels very well. Um, with good placement, Happy as well. Uh, and Ajay uh, as well, really good. Didn't think Charlton offered that much in the first half and almost nothing in the second, which is why I think their fans are very dissatisfied with with Appleton, I'd be surprised if he survives much more with the performances like that. Uh, I saw a tweet with some of the buts, what someone felt some of the budgets were in League One, and they're one of the top budgets with over four million quid in playing budget, and you know they're not in the top four, top six, so or top seven even. So I think they're well away from where they feel that they ought to be. Um, so yeah, um, great satisfying Boxing Day. Yeah, I can imagine. Always good to beat Charlton. I think they're seen as you know because I've been in the Premier League and the upper echelons of the championship they're still seen as one of the big bigger London clubs or bigger than Orient but I think yeah. that win will do wonders for confidence massive boost for confidence that one and then suddenly morale seems high again so we'll mention the tweets but it's turned into a very much upward looking future yeah. after this game as opposed to a downward looking future after the Bolton game so you, you could see the morale swing really really quickly that one great to keep a clean sheet although he hadn't needed to do much 
big big save from Brynn there Blackett Taylor does those for yeah. his bread and butter and he gets lesser keeper that probably hits the back of the net Beckles continues to turn around his season so decent game for Beckles like we said I think in the Christmas special Beckles weren't even in the squad a month or two ago when he was fit after his injury and now he, now he's first choice Adji shows what he's capable of and a welcome three points. Like yeah. to see it. Lovely Boxing Day. Indeed, a very lovely Boxing Day. Glenn Gatti tweeted this and said, I'll take that. A solid performance like that. I thought Beckles and Happy were strong at the back and Galbraith and Ford put themselves about and the team generally worked hard. Well done, lads. Yeah, Dave Nelson deserved three points against the poor Charlton side. Ford and Galbraith decent and never stopped running. But the main takeaway is we need Adji fully fit and playing the 90 minutes. He looks the only one with genuine class up top to push us up the table. Pandemonium 1881 says, deserved it. We were dedicated and professional and therefore edged a game that wasn't the best, but a win is a win. We defended very well. Hunt was my man of the match and he, and we took our chance when it came. Very important victory that sets us up for Friday. Well done, everyone. The management players and the fans. I do agree. I think, you know, like I mentioned, I made a special mention for, for Rob Hunt. He was fantastic. Good to see. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's always pretty consistent, to be fair. Tim Tyler Osborne. Zero force, Dan Agi, what a player. Came on, showed a different level of speed and adaptability to up top that we haven't seen all year. But I also love him because he could have easily thrown himself to the floor to win the penalty, mm. but fought to stay upright and bagged himself an assist. John W999 said, defensively assured performance that will hopefully quiet down the meltdowns for a bit. Agi looks the sort of player, or Ajay, if uh, the pronunciation is wrong, looks the sort of dynamic forward player who will make things happen at this level. Impressed with Ford. Archibald and the entire back four solid yeah it would have been massive like we said that back four after the first minutes of Bolton to keep a clean sheet home to Charlton yeah. very very good Gorillas 1985 so a lovely Christmas win Galbraith can definitely play as a 10 and lots of tracking back by the team good team performance highlight of the game has to be Archibald moving the white line good yeah. to be at a game for once no crisis at the club club can look up the table now Ronald Wickham yeah, uh, Sean Galway, 86. That's a new Twitter handle for me. Welcome to the show, Sean. Great to beat them after they won the league against us at their ground. Hunt and James done a job on the wire players stopping May getting any service. Great point. Great performance. I mean, our president, why does Wellens insist on playing 5-3-2? As soon as we converted to the 4-4-2, we looked more balanced. Adji did more in 20 minutes than Royal did for the whole of the game. The Galbraith was taken off. Neither side looked as though they wanted to win it. But I'm stoked we edged it. Patrick G321 said, What a day. I found out 30 minutes before kickoff that we won a competition to watch the game with Nigel from the posh seats. Got to chat with Lingy at half time and meet Omar afterwards. What a result, and more importantly, what a club. How's he only finding out 30 minutes before the game? <laughs> Don't know, but How great. Did he not find out earlier. Great day by the sounds of it, Patrick. I'm glad you had a good one. Yeah, the final indeed. word on Charlton Athletic at home goes to Boatsy, who said, Code on where we finished on Saturday with fight, heart, and determination. Great three points, and always nice to be at London Rivals. Onwards and upwards, you beautiful O's. Yeah, indeed. Prediction League uh, on this one, there was a few winners. Matty, LOFC Evans, Dave Danu, Andy R. Grosvenor, Tony underscore Antonio, Big TB47. Well done, guys. You correctly predicted 1-0. You get three points. Steve Chaplin, though, extra special kudos to you because you correctly predicted 1-0 and Omar Beckles, so you get four points. So we'll tell you who's at the top of the Prediction League later on. We certainly will. So as the festive period is so busy with football, no news to talk about until three days later, Friday 29th of December, where there was another match for the O's as we welcomed Wickham Wanderers to Brisbane Road at 6.45. The team was announced, this one kicked off for 7.45. With a brilliant goal at the back, Brown, Beckles, Happy and James. 
with Prattley, Elmazuni, Galbraith making it up the three in central midfield with Archibald Ford and Satoyu completing the 11. And on the bench, we had Howes, Sweeney, Turn, Sanders, Moncur, Adji, and Piggott. That starting lineup meant there was one change on the team who beat Charlton as Rob Hunt missed out with a hamstring injury, and that will keep him out, unfortunately, for a few weeks. In came Jordan Brown with former Orient Loney Kieran Sadlier starting Ooh, for Wickham. Absolutely. Your views when you saw that, that team? Yeah, strong lineup. Shame about Hunt because he was superb against Charlton. Uh, Brown at right back and James at left back. I feel a bit for Jaden Sweeney, who can't get into the starting lineup Fine. in his position. Uh, decent bench, too. Good, good enough squad to get three points for me. Yeah, for me, I thought Hunt could be a big loss, but other than that, I thought we might see Dan Adji start. Obviously, comes on against Charlton, makes a big, big impact. Like you can see, gets the only assist there, mm. starts on the bench again. Big good options on the bench, so if it's not going away, you've got attacking options to build. As desperate as we are to have him starting, you do have to be careful because the guy's had no pre-season. So I get why he's only getting 10, 20, 25 minutes here and there kind of thing because you don't want him to break down again and then lose him for the next four months. Possibly. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's but got he to be was on, managed back. He was on camera against Chesterfield after like twenty minutes. Done like seventy five minutes against Chesterfield. Yeah, but I, 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 I know you got. Out. I know you've got to manage him. But at yeah. the same point, when you're crying out for creativity, I guess there's being too hindered. It's difficult guess. balancing act. Yeah, it really is. Because while we're desperate to see him for ninety, you put him out for ninety, he stretches or he gets a knock or someone slides yeah. and tackles him and he and he's just done. Well, we saw Richie manage Paul Smith, didn't we, last yeah. season? Really well. Really well. Really well. So, yeah, yeah. can't argue, I guess, with that. So, yeah, like I said, my thoughts are pretty similar. Oh, yeah. James O'Hagan tweeted, before the match, a surprise at Brown getting an all over Sweeney. But otherwise, can't fault sticking with what worked on Tuesday, yeah. pulling for them to bring the same energy for this one. Yeah, the final game of 2023 started with a minute silence to remember fans who had passed away during the year. Yeah, nice touch. Touching. Thing, yeah. Absolutely, some uh, great O's fans lost in 2023, unfortunately. So, this match, about three minutes in, Kieran sadly fired an early warning shot at Solbrun's goal. And shortly after, Ross, who spun a glorious opportunity to put his head after Ford found him with a cutback and running onto the ball, Royal blazed over from eight yards. Well, there a minute, really. You think that maybe he ought to do a bit better? I think we've said that a couple of times now about yeah. this season, unfortunately. He's double figures comfortably. He just needs right a goal now. now. I can't remember the last time Ralph scored, to no. be honest. He needs a goal and he needs to put some of these easier chances away. Yeah, Shaq Ford was looking dangerous on our right-hand side in the 12th minute after some good play, but his shot was defended out for a corner that unfortunately ended up coming to nothing. Break in play around the 90th minute as the Lino pulled up injured. Took a while to get his replacement set up. Hope the Lino as well. Wish him all the best for his future. <laughs> Thoughts are with you at this difficult time. Uh, we lost Ruel to injury, though, in the 33rd minute after he went to ground following a tussle with Lowe. He was replaced by Dana Jay, who was booked in the 43rd minute. And with seven minutes of time added on and played out, no further talking points, the referee brought the half to a close. With the game going in, nil-nil. Yeah, all right. So attendance announced at 8,658 with 1,019 away fans. Not bad for a Friday night uh, footy match. That's Friday night under the lights, yeah. Can't remember it. The last time I played at home on a Friday night. I'm sure someone will. So if you remember that, feel free to give us a tweet in there. Paul Red Rum tweeted us at half-time and said, the midfield is not working. Can't have Prattley. Sorry, every time Archibald has had the ball, he's given it away. Why did we stop giving the ball to Ford, who has looked dangerous? No composure on the ball. Apart from happy. Boggs, Dollops, one said, that's the worst half against the worst team. Absolutely dreadful. Hoofball to the forward line 
with an average height of five foot two. <laughs> Kids up, so no, it's a fall, it's been lively. Galbraith, obviously he's a class player, but we're doing a dreadful job of getting the ball to him. Pratley having a clunker while Brown and James are out of position. Wickham are hopeless, all set up beautifully for a sucker punch. Yeah, and um, there were no changes at half-time for the O's, but a counter-attack in the 52nd minute saw Dana Jay fouled about 20 yards out. Tom James took the resultant free kick that was eventually solved by, saved sorry, by Sturrock. Yeah, double sub for the O's on the hour mark as Dan Pratty made way for Max Sanders and Theo Archibald came off and was replaced by Joe Pickett. 75 minutes on the clock now and the final orient changes. George Moncur replaced Idris El-Mazuni who really didn't look happy as he refused to shake hands with George Moncur uh, in the uh, substitution and he looked like he ignored the coaching staff as well there. As the, I was watching on the stream because I couldn't go um, and I really noticed that because the camera sort of panned down and you could just see him furious. <sighs> Interesting there. Plenty of pressure between the last five minutes. We were counting on Wickham's 18-yard box. Unfortunately, no chances to talk about. Shaq Ford did well though to get inside the Wickham box in the 89th minute but his final ball was poor. Yeah, 400 minutes went up on the board. No further talking points as the referee bought the match and our football in 2023 to a close as the O's earned a point with a goalless draw against their opponents, Wickham Wanderers. That is indeed the case. Uh, the league take Richie Wellens' interview has obviously been out now for a couple of weeks, so that's on YouTube and the club's social media channels, so you can watch it there. But we end the year in 13th place in League One. We've now played 24 games. We've won seven of them, drawn eight of them, lost nine of them. We've got a goal difference of minus eight, and we have accumulated 29 points. So compared to where we were this time last year... It's a definite improvement. Oh, absolutely. Improvement. Well, mid-table and in the division above, yeah, I don't think anyone can argue with that. So, bit of Lejande, your views on, on the Wickham game at home? Yeah, to keep it short here, really. Look, I thought we were the better side, fractionally. I thought Royal and Shaq had glorious opportunities, but we didn't take them. We've spoken about this over the last two or three months, about being clinical in both boxes. And if you're being clinical at one end, you need to be clinical at the other uh, as well. So, you know, Ruel and, and, and Shaq need to kind of work on that, in my opinion. Um, thought our defensive unit nullified their front men, who, to be fair, didn't offer that much. Uh, I thought Kieran Sadley was bang average, to be honest with you. Happy uh, was heading and lumping the balls like a typical English centre-back uh, could and should be doing. Beckles bringing the ball out, getting us out up the pitch was, was great to watch. The confidence and the fact that one goes, one sits. Clean sheet, can't complain. Respect the point. I think Ford has shown some bright sparks and Adji looked dangerous. But other than that, yeah, not a bad way to end the year. Not yeah. the worst way. Weren't the greatest game. Nothing really to, to say that hasn't been said. Not really much happened. Another clean sheet. Players who need time like Adji get more minutes under his belt. Shame to see Satoru go off injured, but he's not been on great form, mm. unfortunately. Yeah, not much to say. Wickham aren't what they used to be in League One. Since Ainsworth has left, they're not one of the top sides in League one so mm. it's easy to kind of go decent point but they're probably going to be around where we finish I think in the league they're not they're not what they were and they definitely yeah. won't get promoted this season yeah. Um. so yeah not a bad point I guess it depends like we speak about whether you see it as half full or half empty if you sweat the point of actually go we should have gone for the jugular and tried to get the three more so we tried we just weren't clinical enough yeah frankly Um. so those were our views absolutely a few views that came in on the full time whistle record blew up so Ford and James seem to be the only players who wanted to try and score a goal. Felt like we were the team that seemed to be more in control. But an absolutely dire match. And as bad as it can be sometimes, Wicker must be awful to watch week in, 
Yeah, it's very true. JB Foreman, 002, said 2023 will always be our first league title in five decades, and we finish in mid table above in the league above. Brilliant year all round when it looked as a at as a whole. Yeah, won't disagree with that one. Orient Fans yeah. TV has so got ourselves involved in an awful game of football against a team that only came here for one thing and one thing only a point. Still, what a year football 2023 was for us. Champions of League 2 and mid table in League 1 to end it. Sure, most of us would have taken that. 100%. D. John's 1988 said, Bang average teams playing one another. Thought the back four was solid. We didn't have that cutting or dynamic edge in the final third. Hopefully, that can change with Ajayi playing more often. Parksy, 1881. So they'll his reaction aside, which was toddler-esque at best. More proof that League One is dire. Neither team will go down because they're not awful. They're just not good. Orient are missing the X-Factor that Monco in League Two or Graham in League One will give them. Clean sheet, though. Evie Stark said, What I'd like to know is why when we get a corner do the players look to Richie as to who should take it? What do they do in training? 2023 has been a great year for us and some incredible moments in promotion to League One where we must look to build on a higher position. Ian Hutchison, 08. It's a very hard watch at. Lacked any quality in the final third. The players need to take more risks to try something different in front of goal. I feel we become very easy to play against as we don't seem to change the way we play from game to game. But respect the point and it's four points from six. Indeed. Um, Carlo East, uh, Carlos East, 18. New one for me there. Welcome to the show. We lacked a cutting edge and too many long, fruitless balls forward. However, we were the better team and the defence looked solid again. I'm less nervy than a few weeks back and we've had some great memories in 2023. That's a brilliant tweet. We certainly have. Daniel underscore D44. It's a pretty awful game of football, but at least we didn't lose and we have two clean sheets in a row. Wickham came for the draw, playing a deep 4-1-4-1, and we didn't have enough guile or skill to get behind them. But regardless, 2023 been one of the best years I've had support in the O's. The tipping team said, a game that was so appalling that I became oddly that, that it became oddly entertaining at times, but take four points and two clean sheets all day long, obviously referring to our previous game against Charlton. Special mention for the handful of village idiots who booed sadly off. A player who joined on loan, helped us win the league and then didn't get a deal. Oh, it's a shame that happened. I obviously wasn't there, didn't watch the stream, but it's a shame if Sally got booed off. I, I don't, agree. don't see the point in that. CLE3 underscore. So tonight, frustrating, nothing game. Building a bit of momentum with half hour to go and then pick up on which disrupted our room. 2023 otherwise, fantastic. Half a dozen to move on ASAP and enough half a dozen to liven up or join the queue. Ongoing positive movement generally. Samuel LOFC97 gets the final word. He says, poor game overall. Looked like a team playing three games in six days. That's, that's a fair point. Three games in six days. You're going to look a little yeah. bit knackered and tired, aren't you? We'll be tough mentally and physically. Four points from Charlton and Wickham. We will take, but 2023 on a whole, a brilliant 2023 a title win and comfortable in mid-table. Don't think we can ask for much more than that. So that was the final word on Wickham. Prediction League update. We had three people who predicted 0-0. So well done to Dan Orton, 2590, to Julian Cabby, 3 and to J underscore H, 2004. All got three points. And like Paul said earlier, we'll do a top of the table roundup at the end of the podcast. Indeed. So that covers that. So let's move on then to Saturday the 30th of December. Jordan Brown was named in the League 2 Team of the Week following his performance against Wickham. So well done, Jordan. League 1 Team of the Week bid in the What did I say? Two. <laughs> Sorry. I've got a morbid fascination with League 2. League 1 Team of the Week. I do beg you Absolutely. Pardon. All right. Monday the 1st of January. The games are coming thick and fast. So we say, obviously, before we talk about Cambridge, Happy New Year to everyone. Hope you all had a great New Year's Eve and wishing you all a healthy and prosperous <clears throat> 2024. Yes, indeed. So, our first League One game of <laughs> 2024 was Cambridge United. 
We're away in the M11 derby. The team was announced at 2 o'clock with Solbrin in goal. Galbraith, Beckles, Happy and James. No, that is not a mistake that Galbraith is named uh, as right back there. Brown, Elmiz, Sanders, Archibald, Ford and Ajay made up the remaining starting 11. The subs for this one were Howes, Sweeney Turns, Cooper, Prattley, Monker and Pickett. Yeah, that meant there were two changes for the O's from the team that lined up against Wickham as Max Sanders and Dan Ogie started as Omar Beckles made his 100th league appearance for the club and also for Cambridge, XO James Brophy starting for them. For me, strong team, some yeah. decent options uh, from the bench as well. Big, tarts, big chance for Dan Ogie today. Like Starting, that. Wanted yeah. him to start. He did start. I was happy with that one. Galbraith at right back looked in and thought, mm, not sure. But obviously, Brown had taken that right back spot previously and has been moved into central midfield. But again, liked it. Was confident. Also, interested to see Brown and Cooper on the bench. So obviously, yeah. back from his suspension now. Loan up. I think his loan finishes tomorrow. I think the 8th of January. Today. Yeah, so. Yeah. Looked at that for thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. See whether he um, comes back in it. But, you know, there's three defenders on that bench. And again, another defensive midfielder. Only leaves you one come and pick it to, to rescue something from an attacking perspective. So good quality of, of defender on that bench there. If you look at it, yeah. you know, Monco and Piggott. Yeah, but, don't disagree with you. There, there's some definite game changers in there. Quite you no, know, with Sweeney, Turns and Cooper, they've got three defensive options. Yeah, so, cool. yeah, um, it's interesting. It's interesting then that he's gone with Galbraith as a midfielder at right back when you could potentially put Cooper there. You could put Tom James at right yeah. back and start with Turns or Sweeney on that left side. So I don't quite understand. It's a square peg in a round he hole. He must for have me. seen something there. I presume. Who knows? I've got yeah. a shoulder shot. I honestly, I don't know. But you've got three players that could play in that right back and have a midfielder yeah, in there but probably. obviously he wants Galbraith on the pitch like you say possibly for some reason or another anyway Phil Vizy one tweeted this and said super strong like it and Dan Ajay starting adds extra firepower yeah Rainbow Sailor said Fort Cooper had worn his last O shirt looks like a strong starting 11 Len Chin Chin one said a mid-table clash with the U's could see a close game Neil Harris has done well with his team and they are striving to win or it need a good start to 24 and a win would drive them upwards could the U could be the U's of fresh after a Stevenage match was cancelled that's right, Stevenage had a Gillingham uh, situation they where did. their floodlights didn't work yeah. on Friday night. So that match was postponed and they hadn't played. So, but we, um, Len finishes off by saying we need to be more clinical. We certainly do. So the Orient started the year away from home in their all-white strip in a cold and overcast Cambridgeshire, like we said, in the M11 derby. I guess the Cambridge United team, recently sat their manager, got in Neil Harris. He's done all right there. Only one defeat uh, in their last five games. I think Neil Harris was actually unbeaten going into that one from his perspective. So... We'll cover this one again fairly briefly. In the eighth minute, went close to opening the scoring as Anaji struck the outside of the post after some good work by Theo Archibald. Yeah, he went close again six minutes later after Archibald's corner was met by Tom James. He flipped the ball on to Dan Happy. Uh, sorry, he flipped the ball on. Dan Happy couldn't quite get there in time to get the vital touch that was needed to put it in the back of the net. So, yeah, Ima Beckles picked up uh, again frustrating yellow card, 25th minute as he kicked the ball away. Omar yeah, should know better. Pointless, than 100%. There's so many of this in this game that are utterly pointless and mm. unnecessary. 28th minute, some good build-up play from the O. Saw Theo Archibald strike the bar from a good 25 yards out. That was a great strike uh, with his first-time effort. Brilliant effort from Theo there. The way he makes so much power on the ball with not much run-up. We've spoken about it before, yeah. like the, the technique and the way he puts his boot through the ball. It's so unlucky there. Keeper well beaten. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, the crossbar wasn't. In the 34th minute, Stevens was in action again as Dan Adji shot from a tight angle and he beat his effort away for a corner. Looking at the extended highlights, I wasn't watching it live and I wasn't there. Adji had the beating of his defender all day long for me. Just faster, more alert than him. Looking at it. If I was there watching that live, I was thinking I would have thought that Adji would have got to go on this one. I actually thought Cambridge looked a little bit more tired than us considering they didn't play on Friday night. I thought it was a you know, massive disservice to their fans. Theo Archibald picked up a yellow card in the 39th minute with the Twitter account saying no idea why he picked up a yellow card. I missed that. I didn't see that. I imagine he's, he said something again. or something. Oh, there's a thing about kicking the ball away. I think Richard covers it in his interview. I think Theo's kicked the ball. They used to give you like a little bit of leniency. If you didn't kick it too far, they weren't didn't have a problem. But this year, if you kick the ball away at all, you're getting booked. Fine. Theo did that. No uh, qualms in that one. In the 41st minute, Cambridge had a decent chance, but Andrew fired over from a tight angle from inside the O's box. Yeah, bit of a let off there. Eight, three minutes later, there was another O's booking. Tom James this time, yellow card for a foul on Lancaster. Fair play. One minute of time added on. Nothing to mention further. The referee brought the half to a close with the game goalless. Don't know what the, don't you don't know what the attendance was here but we believe there were 1,251 away fans it was always going to be a decent attendance on New Year's Day uh, it's an hour up the road yeah it's not far so I think you got fused on the first half yeah copy and paste of Wickham really where we've had a couple of good chances we didn't take them we weren't clinical enough scrappy at times and another half that really won't live long in the memory and Cambridge have offered such little in attack it's actually a bit embarrassing for them Fair play. Richie J. Bourne tweeted us, half-time, says Cambridge really poor. We really should be ahead. We look fitter and better. So full-time, 1-0 Cambridge. Uh, there'll be no cha- there were no changes for the O's at half-time, but we did take the lead in the 53rd minute. Yeah, we certainly did. Uh, corner delivered into the middle of the penalty area as Sanders took it. Weak clearance fell to Jordan Brown, who calmly placed his shot beyond Stevens in front of the 1,200-plus Orient fans from close range to put the O's one up with his second goal of the season. Good goal. Well taken. Could have easily rosetted that. Could have easily spanked that or deflected it or just done something other than score. Very composed, very clinical finish. Very happy with that. Took it well. I yeah. think if you're a Cambridge fan, I think if this is a Cambridge podcast, we're sitting there going, we're defensively very, very poor. But yeah, yeah Brown keeps it low, hits the target. I'm not sure if it takes a little slight deflection. Yeah. Probably yeah. does, but yeah, take those all day long. Deserves to be a lead. And we scored from a corner. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Finally. We finally did. And four minutes later, the lead doubled as Dan Adji closed down, got past his defender. He did slip though as he got into the box, but somehow retained possession and then bit Stevens at his near post with a left foot strike to make it 2-0. And also that is his first goal for the Orient. Mm, that's more like it. Yes. That is more like it. Well done, Dan. I mean, he could have easily have slipped, gone down and lost the momentum and flapped his arms about. He didn't. He got up regained his composure and, and just smashed it in. That's a good goal and Dan's looking well deserved and he's looking very sharp and lively. Happy to see him get on the score sheet. Again, for me, the keeper should be saving that all day yeah. long. But I'm not gonna sit here and moan as he scores his first goal. Nice little knee slide as well from Dan. Love to see it. Yeah, indeedy. We made our first change just after the hour mark because Dan Ajay was replaced by Joe Pig- Piggott who looked to make an immediate impact a minute later as he was about twenty five yards out, was played in by Max Sanders, but he ended up firing Worldwide, that was awful, awful there from Joe Piggott. But then two minutes later, he did create a good opportunity for himself. Fire just over, I think it clipped the bar. He needs a goal, Piggott. I think big time. I agree, big yeah, time. He really does. James Brophy was subbed off for Cambridge on the 66th minute. I mean, he was very quiet. I don't know if it's just how Neil Harris is playing him or what, but when I was watching it, I was looking out for him. Obviously, as a former O, um, 
nothing of mention. It's one I think to keep an eye on James Brophy at Cambridge. Signed a three-year deal, he's out of contract in the summer. No, he's it? very highly rated at Orient. That's one I might be keeping an eye on. 67th minute, even Galbraith was booked for kicking the ball away. What is it with the same today, kicking the ball away? Yeah, we picked up quite a lot of pointless <laughs> bookings. Um, shocking, really. I think that's really poor discipline, really yeah. poor attitude. 73 minutes on the clock, Max Sanders went down. He ended up being replaced by Darren Prattley in our second change of the afternoon. Cambridge created their first chance of the half in the 82nd minute. Andrew put in a first-time cross. Bit too high for Lancaster. Headed well high and well wide. Yeah, indeed. A minute later, though, Ethan Galbraith was replaced by Brandon Cooper as Tom James went to right back. Yep, shortly after, Shaq Four picked up a further yellow card again. Needless one this time. Yeah, 87 minutes. Lancaster turned and shot wide for Cambridge. He did. Eight minutes of time were added on. Bennett fired over the bar in the sixth minute. And with no further talking points, the ref bought the game to a close as the O's start 20-24 for a lovely win and a clean sheet. 2-0 victory. Away Cambridge United. Yeah, Richie Wellens' um, interviews are obviously up on all social media, but he did say, I can't remember conceding a chance against a team who are tough to beat at home. Love to hear it. Yeah. So that win sees the O's move up to 12th in League One. Top half of the table, Mr. Lee. Played 25 now, 1 8, drawn 8, lost 9. Goal difference got better, minus 6 and 32 points. So, bid Lejande. Your views on the first game of 2024 away at Cambridge United? Yeah, very short with this one. Not the most entertaining of games, but I felt it was a good, solid performance. We did what we needed to do and we did it well. We contained any threat that they had. I was expecting Broke much more from James Brophy, to be honest with you, knowing how dangerous he can be. I thought he would give us a bit of a tough game. He didn't. Adji looked really up for it. In fact, I think they all looked really up for it. They looked really fresh, despite having played three mm. games um, in, in quick succession there. Good, well-taken goals. No complaints from me there. We were clinical in our, in, in the back, uh, stopping them, nullifying them. We worked hard at, all over the pitch to stop them from doing what they, they do. And, you know, that means that our tally over the Christmas period is now seven points from nine games. I know we've covered Bolton, but that was pre-Christmas, uh, which obviously any of us would have bitten your arm off for a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, after the Bolton game, if I said to you, I'll give you seven points, however it comes, you know, draw with Charlton, beat Wickham, beat Cambridge, for example, you'd have gone, yeah, all day long. Absolutely. So, yeah. ha- happy for me, yeah. Good win, good start to 2024. Yeah. Confidence, I think, is now high again. Good, great to see Adji get his first goal for the club. Hopefully, many more to follow. Three clean sheets in a row. Don't think anyone saw that one coming after no. the first 10 minutes at Bolton. So, well done <laughs> to the defence and Sol Brim. Definitely feels like there's a good feeling coming back to the Orient. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. I mean, yeah. next three league fixtures, you've got Portsmouth away, Bolton at home, Reading away. Arguably the three biggest clubs in the league. Mm. It's going to be difficult next three games, but good time to go into those matches. Uh, and a nice little break as well. I'm not playing yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, really hopeful, really confident. But yeah, Cambridge, great. So those are the type of teams that we need to be beating, the teams that we expect to be around us. I just want to speak to local M11. Absolutely. Right, so. All day long. Uh, all three were fairly local-ish yeah. games. They're all around London, all within an hour of us. So, yeah, they're all local. And, we, you know, we've got good points from all of them. So, yeah, no complaints. So those were our views. We had quite a few come in after this. Um, so Orient Meat Pie kicks it off and says, delighted with the solid performance today, but hardly any of these bookings have been necessary. Just poor discipline. Come on, O's. We can't afford to have players missing all the time yeah good tweet there O's fan basing said so comfortable best we have played for months took the foot off the pedal after Adji went off easy for our defence Brown and Sanders were very good Theo loads of energy 
Adji would have got many more had he stayed on. Great points return over Christmas. I didn't see that one coming. The Dorset Vikings said that was a great win. Great to start the year, but another five yellows. Discipline this season has been dreadful. It's the second worst in the league before today. May now be the worst. It's going to cost us eventually. Stroud Greenhouse said, delighted with the result. Was anticipating a tough afternoon as I expected Cambridge to make their extra freshness in a compacted schedule count for something. They were really poor, but still a very credible performance from the O's, annoying bookings aside. Matty LOSC Evans said that was a superb win. Adji's starting to show his class now he's back to full fitness. Cambridge offered nothing, dire from them. Climb to 12 and building some form. Big teams to play this month and a chance to test ourselves. Bring on Portsmouth away. Casey Adams, LOFC, said, Funny how football goes. A few weeks back, a few fans were calling for one is out. Yeah. Now we've got seven points from nine. What a turnaround. That's why you don't listen to these no- noisy, this noisy mi- minority who are just reactional. Uh, or reactive, rather. Um, Clark Hicks C said, Who would have known starting your strongest 11 wins you games? That there, is our be- that there is our best 11. If we play like that more this season, we won't be anywhere near a sort of scrap at the bottom. Good result. Paul Ravens 39. So I'm pleased that Wellens appears to have moved on from the system that was repeatedly failing. Looked much more solid defensively and created more chances. I know he wants to be innovative and adventurous, but we are in League One and don't have the players for it. Much better today. LOFC 99 said, I really went. it really went under the radar when Beckles was absent to how important he is to us. It's no surprise we're getting results with him back in the team. Good point there. Ox Ooch said, start by being hard to beat. Three consecutive clean sheets, no goals conceded in 350 minutes since that nightmare start at Bolton. Good tweet. Good knowledge there. Len M4 said, one of those games where we had to take advantage of poor opposition and we did that to perfection. Beckles was rock solid at the back. Apostolos Andre 9 said, I would stop this crazy congested football schedule over Christmas and have a winter break. Not fair on the fans and especially the players, but hats off to the players though for their magnificent efforts. The untold game said, that felt a lot like last season. Totally in control. I don't remember a moment. I was worried. Absolutely cruising. Based solely on two games against us, they are the worst team in the division by a country mile. Sunshine NFC said a more comfortable way win you will never see. On another day, we win that by four or five. Three clean sheets in a row, 10 points for 15 in over Xmas, and now top half of the table. What's not to like? Up the O's. Dan Alton, 2590, gets the final word on this. Said two games against Cambridge have produced our two easiest wins of the season. Very professional job, second half after blitzing them with two quick goals. Brilliant for Adji, getting uh, his first for the club. Three straight clean sheets, another big positive. We keep moving. Yep, so let's know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out in this one. You can let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. You can email us or an outlook at outlook.com if you're not on Twitter. You can also uh, find us on Instagram and drop us a message on there at orient underscore outlook underscore podcast. And if you're on Facebook, you can also follow us or message us on there. You can find us easily by just searching for Orient Outlook Podcast. Indeed you can. So the prediction league update, Jason Kilby 6 was the only one who correctly uh, predicted the score alone. So he gets three points, but Tim... Uh, Tim Offie 94 Clark Hicksey Danny Ra 58401239 and John McNabo well done to you guys because you also correctly predicted the score but you also got one of the scorers right so you get four points so that means the top of the prediction league is as follows yeah so a tie on the first place with Dave Brew 47976911 and Rio underscore Orient both on 19 points they're closely followed on 17 points by Paul R. Gregory and Steve Chaplin 4 on 15 points 
Pine Never got Eastside Orient in LFC Teresa. And on 13 points, got Big TB47, Charlie underscore Paul. Charlie, happy birthday for last week, mate. Yeah. Doe, Lewis, and the Authentic Gaz. Thanks for all your predictions. And the full prediction league table can be found on our Facebook page if you want to find out where you are in that one. So that rounds up the last three weeks of football news, but we've still got some club news to bring you. Sol Brin was named in the Skybet League one team of the week following his performance against Cambridge that was on Tuesday the 2nd of Jan a bit surprised by that it's not like he had a blinder literally no. didn't have anything to do for the most part but we'll take it all day long and then Wednesday the 3rd of January the club revealed its nominations for the December goal of the month as follows so Ethan Galbraith versus Chapman Town so he's deflected winner in the 93rd minute Shaq Ford awaited by Wanderers nice team move nice finish there from Shaq Theo Archibald against Bolton Wanderers with a screamer there from Mr Valentine and Omar Beckles versus Charlton Athletic. Close range strike after some lovely work by Mr Dan Adji. For mm. me, if I don't see David Blitz presenting that award to Theo Archibald, I'll be very surprised mm. if we'll see. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, Omar got, got the winning goal against Charlton as well, obviously. I think Ethan Brown's goal... Ethan Brown? Ethan Galbraith's <laughs> goal. Uh, you know, to, to cement the comeback against Cheltenham was, was a good goal. I think Theo's was technically good. Um, I dare say he will probably be he the winner. Is. If it isn't him, it will probably be Ethan. Ethan's takes too many deflections for him to get a goal in the month. Takes, but, takes I think, but I think that there, regardless of that, it's what that meant because we we had a turnaround there. Possibly. I think, I think it meant more because we won the game. I think you're overthinking it. We'll see. Maybe. We will see. Get, uh, get your votes in and see what see what they say. Absolutely. Also, on that day, club announced a new date for your diaries as our League One home fixture against Blackpool, who drew to away at Forest. They did some result for them. Yeah. Well done there. That's arranged for Tuesday, the 27th of February, evening kickoff at 7.45. A nice romantic night under the lights of February on Tuesday for Blackpool. I hope that we'll is there. absolutely right. And <laughs> let's move on then to um, Thursday, the 4th of January. A very happy 25th birthday to Max Sanders. Yeah, absolutely. Friday, the 5th of Jan, the club confirmed that Jet Tanga has joined... Giant killing Maidstone United <laughs> on an initial 28-day loan. Mm. Good luck to Jeb. I did look at their lineup just today to see if he was in their bench or in their starting eleven. He wasn't. But I don't know whether he would have been like part of the squad or been in the ground. But great time to be at Maidstone United. That loan spells are only going to do Jeb the good. And depending on who they draw in the fourth round, there's going to be a lot of focus possibly at that football club. So good to see their Jeb there. Absolutely. George Elakobi doing very well yeah, uh, so. down there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Saturday the 6th of January... We understand an Orient eleven played a behind closed door friendly away at Reading, uh, as obviously as we had no game. Uh, we believe the final score was three. Or we don't know who played or who scored, um, but that is what we are led to believe. That's what our sources at Orient Outlook podcast are feeding us. So Sunday, the seventh of January today, as we record, the ladies were due to be in action at home against Tooting Beck, but the game was postponed following a pitch inspection at Buckhurst Hill. With a new date for the fixture being confirmed in due course, Mr. Levy, we are up to date. So we are at one minute, one hour, ten minutes, almost ten seconds. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's do that fantasy football update. Brendan Pitcher is top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league. He's on twelve hundred and fifty-two points, just slightly ahead of Owen Morris, who's in second place on twelve hundred and twenty-three points. And Steve Ron Manager is in a hundred and ninety-fourth place. Well done, you! Out of three hundred and eighty-four play, uh, three hundred seventy-four players. I can't read today. Uh, three hundred seventy-four <laughs> players. So well done, mate. You've done brilliant. Get back up there. Yeah, you've done at least one hundred and fifty. 
your places. A marathon, not a sprint. True. All right, positives and negatives. So we've got quite a few positives. I guess we'll do one at a time. Same one each. Yeah, all right, first up, the clean sheet and the win versus Charlton. Very happy boxing day for all involved in it. Indeed, and also the clean sheet against Wickham. Can't knock it. Weren't a great game, but... If you're not going to win it, just make sure you don't lose it. Yep, third positive is the win versus Cambridge and the clean sheet, which means three clean sheets in a row over the festive season. Lovely. Yep, the next positive is Dan Ajay scoring his first Orient goal. Beautiful, love to see it. Last positive uh, of the five in this one, seven points from nine over the last three games, unbeaten in the last three games, three clean sheets, very strong, love it. Yeah, negatives for this podcast. Uh, performance and loss against Bolton, really, conceding three goals in such a three terrible goals in such a short space of time. You can understand if you're just out qualified, you know, the quality is just there for you to be seen. Um, but we were just poor. Yeah, that would have been a very difficult podcast, I think, to, to do the day after. Had yeah. we Thank God for Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been a very, I think that would have been awkward. I think a lot of Chris, we obviously would have gone into more depth about it, there would have been more tweets about it, and I think there would have been a lot more. Yeah. Uh, questions asked that run second negative is the yellow cards and discipline I think there were five picked up away at Cambridge we've mentioned a lot more over the last four matches and some of them just down to bad discipline like don't mind it if you've got to take someone out because they you know, need to be taken out to prevent an attack but when you're kicking balls away or mouthing off to refs a bit silly so 100%. need to stop that yeah and also our injuries we seem to be collecting these a bit like trophies at the moment unfortunately you've got obviously Jordan Graham out long term Aaron Drennan is still out Ruel's gone off he's out for another couple of weeks Rob Hunt Rob Hunt is out for about yeah. four weeks there's a few um, so yeah it's, you know Keaton is, is becoming slightly busier than he'd like to be I'm sure absolutely so five positives three negatives lovely to see so we normally do Hero of the Week we're going to do a Hero of the last three weeks pretty conclusive yeah uh award for this one so ladies and gentlemen the hero of the last three weeks is Omar Beckel well done so well done Omar he's played in uh, albeit played in uh, the last three games kept three clean sheets scored one goal uh, he's had a good good time and he's a bit of a welcome addition to the back line now absolutely and the very very a good leader on the pitch as well leading yeah. that defence so next week then just the one fixture coming up for the O's as we travel to Portsmouth on Saturday the 13th of January Portsmouth for top of League One. The Wolves have started to come off fairly recently. They were beaten yesterday on Saturday away at the bottom of the table to Cheltenham Town 2 1. What a great job Daryl Clark is doing uh, at that club. Very He's good. done really well. Yeah. The last five, then they've won one, drawn two, and lost two. Now, I was about to say, good time to play Portsmouth, but bearing in mind we said that about Bolton, who were coming off the back of two defeats. I'm not going to say anything, I'm just going to let a tumbleweed flow through and not say it's a good time to play Portsmouth. I'm just going to keep my dignity, not try and curse anything and say hopefully we can get a decent result at Portsmouth. On it Saturday. might be a good time to play them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Sponsor So don't forget, get in touch with John and their fantastic team of experienced florists at Carol Langley Florist. Call the shop on 0208 529 4130 or get in touch with them via social media, Carol Langley E4 or Essex Biz, that's on Twitter. They're on Instagram as well, search Carol Langley Florist, and the same for Facebook. Whether you've got a wedding, uh, a sombre occasion, or a really happy occasion, or you're just looking uh, to send someone a boat, nice bouquet of flowers, John and the team can sort you out. They certainly can. Let me ask a question before we finish this one. Go on then. January. Yeah, transfer, transfer window. window. <laughs> Read your mind. Lots of, uh, I think Friday or Saturday, there was an article exclusive by a journal. Pretty big following, looks fairly reputable. 
saying Idris is on mm. the verge of getting recalled because they're looking to sell him with being out of contract. Idris, big loss if he goes. Not so big, bearing in mind maybe potentially his performances over the last month. I mean, personally, I wouldn't like to see... I think we need Idris El-Mazzouni in the squad, if not right. starting eleven. I think it'd be a big loss. I think if they are going to sell him, I don't think he goes to Orient. I think he goes to a bigger club right. in League One with more right. money. I would imagine... Your feelings on Idris? If you'd have asked this question in our last podcast, you'd be like, shoulder shrug, if he goes, he goes, right? But because he's now, now we're off the back of a three game, where three games where we've not lost and, and we've got decent results and he's played and been effective in those, you're kind of like, well, he's going to be a big loss. He's only a big loss if we don't replace him with as good, if not better quality. Good point. That's more the thing. So all players are going to go at some point. It's, the question is, is who do we replace him with? Now, my knowledge of league football league players isn't anywhere near strong yeah. enough, like Steve Foster's yeah. and Martin Lings and Riches, to, to kind of say, well, why don't we just go after so-and-so, so-and-so at such-and-such yeah. a club or get this kid out of that, that uh, club's academy. Um, I understand that there was a meeting a couple of months ago with Idris and Ipswich, his agent, and deciding where, what was going to happen... Uh, I don't know if they're overly happy with how he's playing or how he's being brought on. I think from compared to last season, he hasn't been as impactful. Now, whether that's because he's not adapted as well to League One or whether we're not playing him in a position that favours his attributes, um, so therefore he's been unable to shine because of that, I don't know. That's down to Richie to, to talk about. Um like if he goes he goes like what can you do there are clubs in this league with plenty of money there's been ridiculous numbers that I've seen from all sorts of Twitter accounts saying hundreds of thousands and Wickham are going to spend on X player and coming in for Idris maybe or or whatever like I don't see that happening if it's going to be it's going to be like a Portsmouth or a Bolton maybe a Charlton if they get that kind of sign off but they're already spending four million quid on on players, granted, they're probably getting fifteen, twenty thousand a week in at the back yeah. fifteen thousand, which is double what we're getting, so they can afford it, I guess. I don't know, but there are rumours. Monker. Alright, let me come back to them before we come to George. Ed turns on loan. Yeah. We've got five loan signings. You can only have five in your squad. Yeah. But Ed turns bent has been benched more. Brandon Cooper, also alone, same position. At the moment, happy and Beckles aren't coming out of the team. I don't but, think but you need cover for those positions. Adam Thompson hasn't started a game. Adam Thompson isn't even on my radar. Like I, I love, I love Adam Thompson. Out. He ain't playing. He's no. You would imagine he's not getting a new contract. You imagine if any, if anyone's going to go in January, he's probably the top of the list. You would imagine. But going back to Turns and Cooper, keep both. Get rid of one. Get rid yeah, of both. one's a right back, one's a left back. I think you need cover. You need one of each. Yeah. You keep both Turns and Cooper. Otherwise, who else? If Adam Thompson goes, so we've got five at the moment, Adam Thompson goes you down to four, Happy and Beckles get injured, and you haven't got Turns and Cooper, who plays at centre-back? Interesting. Okay. Who would you put there? Who would I put there? Who, yeah. I would... If I, Turns and Cooper go, we'd have to sign... I, I, can't, I can't imagine Turns will stay if he doesn't start playing, is my honest yeah. answer. I like Turns, I think Turns is better than Cooper, but I don't think Turns stays if he doesn't play. Monkey, you were saying about rumours? Yeah, I, I I strongly suspect that he'll probably go. He's not getting the game time. He's probably on a big wage. Um, and I think he will probably want to be playing at the time of his life that he's in. You know, 
he'll want to be playing more than he is and he's just not getting the game time or the minutes for whatever reason that is. I'd agree with that. Okay, one more question for you before we sign this one off. Although no we, problem, we yeah. did. If you're Steve Foster, Martin Ling, Richie Wellens, what's the priority? Well, Richie said a striker's a priority. We're not scoring That's, that that's interesting, right? <clears throat> striker priority. Yeah. Wilson Siriu, striker. Not been scoring. Okay. Aaron Drynan, striker. Injured. You're still paying a wage bill for him, as you are with Wilson Yeah, but he's in the last bit of his contract, isn't he? So he'll probably... Uh, Drynan. No. Drinan. He's got another year? Maybe even two. He's on a three-year deal, I think, at the, end, the beginning of last season. Joe Piggott isn't going anywhere. Hasn't been great, but isn't going anywhere. He has got to be on decent money. Mm-hmm. Shaq Ford? I'm counting him as a forward. Maybe not striker, a forward. He's on loan. He's on loan. Yeah, you keep him. Yeah, absolutely. Dan Agi? Yeah. Ain't going nowhere. No. I don't see how you can sign another striker. And let me ask you this. If you sign a striker, who are you signing? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's out there. Very interesting. I'm not listening to Richie's interview against him. Yeah, um, unless Shaq does go back and we get a, you know, someone more permanent in. I just can't imagine you would, if you're going to bring someone in, you would sign a youngster who is unproven from mm. like a Premier League club. Like, I don't see the point in that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no point going and signing a replacement for Shaq Ford. You, uh, He's done well enough so far this season. He started to get into his flow and into his stride. Very much in a situation where you know you want to see him thrive. He clearly enjoys his football at Orient, so I wouldn't send him back. The only one I would, the only reason you would send him back is if there is somebody of say championship quality, for example, that isn't getting game time at their current club, that would come to us on loan for six months to try and get game time mm. to put themselves in their club shop window to get a move in in um, in the summer. That would be the only kind of swap that you get sending up because you can only have five. So if you're sending him back, you'd get a, you know, someone mm. who isn't getting the minutes at a championship club. Otherwise, what's the point? I just don't know who you can bring in as a striker. I like I don't like within a budget. There's obviously a budget there. Yeah. I just don't know who you bring in or whether yeah. you'd have to send a loan player or two back to bring someone else in. I think it's very interesting. Though. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, but I think, like like you say, we've got Cooper, Turns, Solbrin. Solbrin's not oh, Solbrin won't go anywhere here. Yeah. Um, so that's those three, Ford and um, Idris. Well, Sol, the only way Solbrin goes is if they... Recall him. If they recall him and say just So hopefully they don't. Very interesting January, I think it's going to be, uh, at late night. Again, if you're Jalen Sweeney, you're sitting there going, well, I'm left back. I was pretty consistent last year for you. I've got a title yeah. for it. And this year, even when... First choice left back is injured. You're playing a right back. You're playing a central midfield at right back, and you're right back at left back. What am I doing? Mm. I think there'll be a few, um, a few people asking a few questions. I think it'd be an interesting January at Leighton Orient. Aaron Drynan's contract is up until the end at the end of this season. Is it? Drynan signed a one-year extension to his contract in July 2022, keeping him at the club until at least the end of the 23-24 season. I think that's wrong wherever you're reading. We'll have to go back. Club's, club's website. Yeah, right. Right. Interesting. All right, let us know yeah. what your views are around the January transfer window. Uh, but it is difficult because like, we, we need... Like, we've lost Jordan Graham. It, Theo Archibald is carrying an injury uh, from what Richie says in his post-Cambridge uh, interview. Um, so whether or not he might need some surgery, that's what I'm reading between the lines from that. Mm. So he might need some surgery. So if you're going to let Theo go... Then we need covering that in that winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him go. Have surgery and get that sorted. Um, So you're going to need another winger. Um, 
So that's going to be a loan signing. So potentially, so maybe Idris does go, and we stick with mm. what we've got, and we replace Idris with a winger. And then, if we need a striker, does that mean Piggott's going to go because it has it isn't working out for him at the moment? I, I just don't think anyone comes in for Piggott. He's under contract. Don't know. There's no way. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, possibly. It's a funny game, possibly. isn't it? Like Ruel's mm. injured, he's going nowhere. Dana Jay is not going anywhere. Shaq no. Ford could go somewhere if we need to free up space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would, but like I say, if there's a better option to come in, mm. unfortunately, that's if that's what we need, that's what we need. I would like to see him kept, but we will see. What I get paid for? Well, we will see. As soon as Amy gets announced, we will obviously be reporting on that one. But like we said, if anyone has any views around it, send them in. Let's know what your yeah. feelings are around any of those. Who players. would you get rid of? And if you know your football well enough, who would you potentially bring? In? Where do you see that we need to bring in uh, and strengthen? Yeah. Absolutely, good points. Right, so that really is it. That is it now. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for episode 341. So as we signed off with our last podcast of 2023, a lot of concern about our form and ability to mix up in League One. But after a good run of games over the festive period, taking seven points from nine, we sit in mid-table in 12th place going into 2024 and the podcast's 10th year of existence. And games don't come any easier than big budget, top of the table, Pompey. We surprisingly, like we said, lost the weight at Cheltenham this weekend. But Richie and the team had plenty of time to train, get set up for what Pompey have in store. Plus, we only won from the reverse result at the beginning of the season where they came and, and basically smashed us 4 0 with Lomar Beckel scoring one of the best own goals you'll ever see in the football history. So, if you're going, do have a safe journey. And hopefully, this time next week, we'll be talking about getting a positive result in that match at Portsmouth. If you're listening on iTunes, Please subscribe, give our podcast a rating, preferably five star if you can. We've now got 105. If you are listening on Spotify, don't forget to rate the show. We've now got 109 five star ratings on there. And you can even leave a comment on each episode now. So if you want to get chatting, you can do so there. Uh, And don't forget to follow us or add us to your favourites on your chosen podcast provider. And that way you'll get all the episodes as soon as they're available. We're also on all smart speakers, Fan Hub app, and we're also on YouTube now. So listening to the podcast has never been easy, but don't worry, we don't film it. It is just the audio. Uh, If you have an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think would like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and pass on the pod. Yeah, so we'll be back. We're back to normal now with episode 342 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, stay safe. Have a great week. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.